Hi, everybody. This is Jimmy DeYoung. Thanks for joining us here on this podcast for the purpose of listening at least to the introduction of a five-hour series on CD entitled Joel's Journey on the Day of the Lord. I want you to understand the day of the Lord is a special time in history, any time in history, in fact, when God intercedes in the affairs of men personally on the earth. It has a general usage, that's a thousand and seven years long, and a specific usage, that's the day that Jesus Christ comes back to the Mount of Olives in the city of Jerusalem. Well, I'm going to tell you about that, and in fact, if you can take a moment and listen to the introduction of the five-hour audio series, Joel's Journey on the day of the Lord, you'll understand better what I'm talking about. So if you will, take a few moments. Let's listen now to Joel's day of the Lord, an introduction to Joel's journey on the day of the Lord. And of course, my three mic stands must go up because this is essential to you understanding the day of the Lord. Now, for those of you that may have never been here, My three mic stands represent the three main events in God's calendar of activities in the future. I'll describe them right now, and then we'll start to look at the definition for the day of the Lord. This first mic stand is going to represent the first main event in God's calendar of activities, which is the rapture of the church. It's talked about in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 13 to 18. Jesus shouts, the archangel shouts, the trumpet of God sounds, and we're caught up to be with him. After that, there's a seven-year period of time. This seven-year period of time is called the tribulation. It's also referred to as the great tribulation, or at least the last three and a half years of it. And in Jeremiah chapter 30, verse 7, it's referred to as the time of Jacob's trouble. It is described, I hope you're taking notes on this, because you need to be able to know where you need to study this portion of Scripture, which describes this minute, detailed information of 15 chapters found in Revelation, chapter 4, verse 2, through chapter 19, verse 10, describes this tribulation period. This is the revelation of Christ, or the return of Christ. And this is not the second coming. This is the second coming. This is the rapture. This is the revelation. When every eye sees him, every tongue confessed, every knee bows. This is chapter 19, verse 11, for the rest of the chapter. Then there's going to be a thousand-year period of time, the first six verses of chapter uh, chapter 20 of the book of Revelation describe it. It's a thousand-year period of time because Satan will be bound for a thousand years, and then we will rule and reign with Jesus Christ for a thousand years. That's where we get the idea of a thousand-year millennial kingdom. And that's described in other locations of the Bible, but it's defined in daytime or year periods in Revelation chapter 20, verses 1 to 6. This is Revelation chapter 20, verse 11. This is the great white throne judgment. And then after this is chapters 21 and 22 of the book of Revelation, which would be the new heavens, the new earth, and the new Jerusalem. I want to have you study with me just a few moments about the day of the Lord. First of all, here's a definition of the day of the Lord. This is a definition that is probably common with uh, most Bible scholars, in fact. Uh, But here's a definition of the day of the Lord, and this is key for your understanding the day of the Lord, because this is the theme of this book. Here's the definition of the day of the Lord. The day of the Lord is any time in history when God intercedes in the affairs of man personally on the earth. Let me give it to you again. The day of the Lord is any time in history 
when God intercedes in the affairs of man personally on the earth. Now, within this framework, prior to the rapture is not the day of the Lord. After the great white throne judgment in eternity future, it's not the day of the Lord because it's not talking about the earth we're talking about. It's going to be a new heaven, new earth, a new Jerusalem over there. It's a new whole period of time, eternity future, different than the time in which we're living. No more time after that. So any time in history, when God intercedes in the affairs of man personally on the earth, that would be the definition of the day of the Lord. It has a specific usage and a general usage. The specific usage is the day that Jesus Christ comes back and steps on the earth. The Bible talks about in Zechariah chapter 14, verse 2, all the nations gathering in Jerusalem. Verse 4, Jesus Christ coming back and stepping down on the Mount of Olives. That is the specific usage of that definition, the day of the Lord. But the general usage of it is what we're going to be looking at, and that is what Joel is introducing. Now, he'll refer to the day of the Lord. By the way, how do you determine whether it's the general usage in the passage or the specific? You have to look at the context and see basically what the rest of it is talking about. And that helps you to come to a conclusion. But we want to look at the general usage of the day of the Lord. The day of the Lord... As I have laid out these three main events in God's calendar of activities, will exclude two of the events. The first event and the last event. But the day of the Lord will include the rest of the thousand and seven year period of time. The day of the Lord will not include the rapture. I'm going to show you that in just a moment. The day of the Lord will not include the great white throne judgment. Go with me, to keep your finger in Joel, and go with me over to the book of 1 Thessalonians. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, of course, verses 13 to 18, is the introduction of the, of the, um, uh, uh, the, of the rapture of the church. And it is the first time that someone, a writer in the New Testament, is going to get specific and describe and define the rapture of the church. It is alluded to by Jesus Christ in the upper room, John 14. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me and my Father's house are many mansions. But we're not so I told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go, I shall come again and receive you unto myself. That where I am, there you may be also. And so that is referring, he's going to gather us up. That's not his coming back with us. That's the second coming. But his gathering us up to be with him that is referring to the rapture of the church. So he, 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 he alludes to the rapture of the church. He doesn't get specific. They don't even catch it. They're so anxious at the point, knowing that Christ is going to be crucified the next afternoon. They're not even paying attention. And then he inspires Paul to write about the rapture of the church. Now, Paul has been at Thessaloniki. He has been teaching there. He had just led these men to the Lord. He leaves, and three weeks later, he writes them a letter. And he's going to teach them more. It's interesting, the doctrines he starts to teach. You know, we're scared to death to teach a new convert about the truth of the Word of God. Apostle Paul wasn't. He went right at it. And, in fact, they got into prophecy. Sometimes when I'm invited to speak at a church, they say, well, don't get too deep because we got a bunch of young Christians. The Apostle Paul went into deep water. He's going to be talking about the day of the Lord. In fact, their concern was that they were in the day of the Lord. 
And they understood what the day of the Lord was because they were students of the Old Testament. They realized what the day of the Lord was. And they said, now are we in the day of the Lord? And his whole purpose in the rest of chapter 4, excuse me, chapter 5, and then all of 2 Thessalonians is basically to tell them you're not in the day of the Lord. I don't care if somebody else came preaching that you were in the day of the Lord. I don't care if you read some commentary somebody wrote about it or if he even built a special holy land experience. I don't care what he's done. It doesn't mean you're in the day of the Lord. Excuse me. And in fact, even if somebody says it's a letter from me, don't you believe you're in the day of the Lord? I hate myself sometimes I get so mean. Look what he says, chapter 5 of 1 Thessalonians. Chapter 5. But of the times and of the seasons, brethren, ye have no need that I write unto you. I spent the time, he's basically saying here, teaching you when I was at Thessaloniki. Pay attention. Verse 2. For yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so cometh as a thief in the night. He said, now look, if we were in the day of the Lord, he would have said, we're in the day of the Lord. But he's not saying that. Folks, somebody wants to say premillennialism and pre-trib rapture is just about a hundred years old because some girl had some kind of vision and the Brethren Church brought this eschatology into existence. You know what I say to that? Here's a very spiritual comment. (laughs) Paul is teaching, we're all going to be caught in a rapture. Do you notice what he said in chapter 4? He said, and then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up. That means he's going to be in the rapture. Or he's thinking he's going to be in the rapture. He's teaching a premillennial. He's teaching a pre-tribulation. Because he says in the next chapter, we're not in the day of the Lord. It comes as a thief in the night. And I don't need to teach you anymore. Perfectly, you know well. You're not children of darkness. You're children of light. You're children of the day, he says. Then he goes to chapter 2 of 2 Thessalonians. They can't get it straight. I guess that's why they keep bringing me down here to Word of Life. You people can't get it straight, and they keep bringing me back. No, I'm just teasing. I'm sorry. I couldn't resist that. But uh, they couldn't get it straight. You've been listening to the introduction of a five-hour CD audio series entitled Joel's Journey on the Day of the Lord. The Day of the Lord, a special word or phrase that is used in the entire Bible some 72 times, referring to the day that Jesus Christ will step back on earth there in Jerusalem on the Mount of Olives. We'll talk about God's jealousy for his land, Joel's day of refreshing, prepare for war, not peace, and God's holy mountain in holy Jerusalem. Those are the aspects, the five different studies here on Joel's Journey on the Day of the Lord, a five-hour CD audio series available for you to get a copy of so you can study this very important prophetic book from the Old Testament. You can call 
call our toll-free number. It's 8-PROPHECY-8, 877-674-3298, toll-free from across America. Or you can go to our website, www.prophecytoday.com, and find out how you can get your own copy of Joel's Journey on the Day of the Lord. Thank you so very much for joining us, and remember... Jesus Christ could come at any moment with the rapture, shouting to call us up to be with him. It could happen before I even complete this sentence. With that said, what else is there for me to say except let's keep looking up until...